Jeff Boyardee is Poe's mentor. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, it was always going to be Leia. Could have been Baby Yoda. <laughs> wow, what a huge oversight. There's just a hole in the Death Star. Like, what the heck? You know, just like board that up or something, you know? Then jumped onto Wikipedia and was like, oh, there it is. I refused to get on the Wook, um, as, as Jared lovingly refers to it. You're listening to the Star Wars Archives, a Utini.com Patreon-exclusive podcast. Your regular deep dive down the rabbit hole of the Star Wars universe. Discussion, analysis, Easter eggs, and obscure books you've never heard of. And now, here are your hosts, Jose and Trevor. Hello there, this is episode 6 of the Star Wars Archives, a Utini podcast where we take some random Star Wars topic and explain the living bantha poodoo out of it. I am Jose, aka Joxy in the Utiniverse. I have watched all the Star Wars canon movies and TV shows. I have read 38 Star Wars books. I'm on my 39th right now. Um, and thanks to Ryan and Heather, so Cafe's uh, shout out there, I now own 12 of them. I'm guessing that was Secret Santa, yeah? That was Secret Santa, yes. For, for anyone who missed our Utini party, one of my Secret Santas got me a Star Wars book. And I, I was saying during our big Zoom call, but that was very brave to buy me a Star Wars book. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because you do have because, a lot of books. Because, yes, because I'm Trevor. I'm a keeper of Utini timeline pages. Uh, I've spent my entire adult life consuming Star Wars media. I currently own 932 Star Wars books and graphic novels, 152 single issue comics, 70 Star Wars magazines, 25 video games, and 68 DVDs and Blu-rays. That is a lot. <laughs> and yes, so who? Wait, who was your Secret Santa? That like, let's just give him a shout out because that is a brave person. To uh... Uh, that was a uh, Patrick, our, our patron. Yes, jeez. I mean, because <laughs> uh, I, you know, how do you know? which book to send someone that has already 932 of those books <laughs> it was one of those books i'd always looked at it's uh 365 days of star wars it's by john knoll who was one of the you know uh, sort of product production editor um guys on the prequels and it's a really glossy looky book looking book every page is just a different behind the scenes that's awesome day on set it's it's really really good book nice well that's great and well Good job, uh, Patrick. <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Patrick. Much impress- <laughs> impressive uh, work there. Uh, most Im- most impressive, right? There we go. Um, anyways, <laughs> so on today's episode, we are uh, talking Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. Um, so, but, you know, before we get right into it, Trev, uh, just remind our listeners about the format of the show. Yep, so we're an, a largely unscripted show where once we've decided on a topic, Jose will do whatever research he needs. I will try to do as little research as possible. Uh, we could talk about absolutely any form of Star Wars media, legends, canon, book comics, TV, video games, whatever. Throw in a few regular features and hopefully keep you both entertained and informed over the next hour or so. And as one of these regular features that Trev is talking about, we are going to throw a fake fact into the show to keep you on your toes. Fact check. Fact check, fact check, this is a fake news alert. So if you spot it, just let us know on the Discord. Shout out to a couple of people who 
pointed out facts that I got wrong. They weren't my deliberate fake facts. They were just things I got wrong. <laughs> so Paul Matthews pointed out on Discord that I said uh, the Imperial fleet was in the Unknown Regions during the Mandalorian under the command of Gallius Rex, when in fact he died on Jakku and the fleet was commanded by Grand Admiral Ray Sloan. And our very own Andrew Bell on the Utini team for pulling me up on the fact that I called Nim a Quarren instead of a Fioran. Mm. So, well done, guys. Yep, I get things wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and also in the last episode, uh, the Bell Organa episode, Trev uh, told us that Bell fe was featured in the Clone Wars novel Escape to Dagu by William C. Dietz. But this novel was actually an official announcement a few years ago. It was cancelled and it never saw the light of day. So it doesn't really exist. Nope, it does not. But you never know. One day he might just decide to, to publish that on the internet anyway. It's, yep. it's happened before. And I'm sure that we will have uh, Eric be the first in line to get that book. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um so yeah let's uh, let's just get right into the main the meat the meaty part of this show of this episode Kylo Ren So we are talking about Kylo Ren aka Ben Solo or the other way around whichever way you look at it mm -hmm. um we're going to give you a very quick rundown of his his history within canon um so firstly Ben was born in 5 years after Battle of Endor in the book Aftermath Empire's End so we see him being born. He is born on Chandrilla. He's born on the same day as a treaty signed between the New Republic and the Galactic Empire at mm. the end of that book after the Battle of Jakku. We don't really see much of him. Uh, we see him in the book Last Shot, which is set two years after Empire's End. So Ben is two years old, but barely in the story. Yeah. I want to give a notable shout out to Ben Solo and the Bug Hunters, <laughs> which isn't a book. <laughs> and... Technically, they're calling it not canon, but since for Disney buyer, I call everything canon. You know, okay. me, Lego, books, everything. Um, it's part of a rollout series of animated shorts on YouTube. Okay. So they did a series of these shorts based on all different characters where the characters are designed as little balls with heads. Oh, um, I've seen those, yes. Yeah, they're aimed at toddlers, but there's one with Ben Solo and Chewie, and he's out with a net trying to get bugs, and they're just adorable. <laughs> so then that's something else that happened to him in between. I mean, it yes, doesn't go yeah, against exactly. anything canon, right? So it can definitely nope. be canon. <laughs> exactly. He could have very much been catching bugs with Chewie. Yeah, and I, I see no reason why he wouldn't, because <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker novelization tells us that it was Uncle Chewie Mm -hmm. who taught Ben how to shoot and fly speeders. There you go. We don't see much of Ben as a kid. One distinct difference between the solo child in canon and the solo children in Legends mm -hmm. is that he's never kidnapped. It's mm. <laughs> one thing about the solo kids in Legends. <laughs> Literally every other book, they're getting kidnapped by some wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in canon, Ben Solo is never kidnapped. Um, as far as we know, there's all these. As, years as far we as we know, know. <laughs> yep, loads of stories to write. Yes. Uh, in the rise of Kylo Ren, which we'll talk about quite a bit, I imagine. Mm. Uh, in flashbacks during that comic series, we see Ben training at Luke's Jedi Academy on Yavin Four. Mm -hmm. The rise of Skywalker Visual Dictionary mm -hmm. places Ben starting the Academy at 15 years after Yavin, so he'd be 10 years old. Okay. So we see him born. We see him two years old. We see him. 10 years old that's all the content we have how <laughs> old it. is he then like at um 
uh, Force Awakens when we when we're first introduced to him? Uh, he would be twenty nine. Okay, so, so Force Awakens is thirty four years after Yavin. He was born five years after Yavin. So yeah, twenty nine. So we're missing almost twenty years. So two decades. Well, we see him in in the Rise of Kylo Ren. Yes. Um, which is twenty eight years after Yavin. So he'd be twenty three. Okay. But in that same year is the novel Bloodline. So that novel establishes that Luke is off um, with Ben, traveling around the galaxy. Uh, mm-hmm. Leia is unable to communicate with them. Yeah. Um, she literally has no idea where they are, but mm-hmm. they're off. They're off traveling together. Okay. In that book, Leia also dwells upon the fact that one day she'll have to temp- tell Ben about Darth Vader being That's her right. father. That's right. Throughout that book, the secret becomes public and there's a whole controversy. You know, it leads to Leia resigning from yes. from the Senate. But we never find out Ben's reaction to finding mm, that out. That's right. Like how, Especially in a highly, highly publicized way. Yeah. Yeah. Because she didn't want him to find out that way, right? She wanted to be the one to tell yeah. him. And Yeah, there's a whole passage where she's, you know, she talks about one day sitting down and having a conversation with him. Yeah. And I think later on... Um, the senator who who made it public kind of gives her a dig. Well, if you didn't want him to find out like this, maybe you should have told him. Exactly, exactly. And that's uh, until The Rise of Kylo Ren, which came out last year. That's, mm. that's all the information we have about Ben Solo and his youth. But The Rise of Kylo Ren is set in the same year as Bloodline, gives us a really good look at the Knights of Ren. Yeah. We see the destruction of the the Jedi Temple, we see that Ben goes straight to Snoke, we see him uh, being in touch with we see Snoke being in touch with Brendel Hux, which leans into the First Order Mm -hmm. we know that Snoke has been in touch for many years by that point so there's a whole flashback sequence where uh, Ben is travelling with Luke and Law Santeca Mm -hmm. from The Force Awakens, but we don't know how old Ben Solo is at that age. So sometime in between 10 and 23 basically Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of placing him in my head. I'm placing him at around sort of fifteen, okay, fifteen to to eighteen, sort of you know, teenage to very young young adult. Yeah. During that flashback, Ben witnesses a confrontation between Luke and the Knights of Ren on El Frona. Yes. At the end of which, the leader of the Knights of Ren, who I believe is just called Ren, Ren, yeah, addresses Ben directly and tells him there are other paths. Hmm. Now, for anyone who hasn't finished Light of a Jedi yet, I just want to say that there may may be some very minor High Republic Light of a Jedi spoilers coming soon. So, firstly, Jose, have you read The Rise of Kylo Ren? I have read The Rise of Kylo Ren, yes. So, Ren's mask, that sort of grey mask with the red logo over it. Yes. There There is a scene in... Um, Light of a Jedi, where they describe Martian Rose Mask in great detail, and it's very striking the similarities oh. between the two. It's really striking. Um, the fact that Ren says the words "there are other paths." Yes, it really makes me think that there will be a link between the Nihil and the Knights of Ren. That's amazing. Cause... In the long run. Because we don't know. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll definitely get into it. Um, talking more about the Knights of Ren. I mean, we don't we don't really know much about them, but their I mean, their look is 
I mean, they, they look really cool, but we also and they're all very distinct, right? They all have their own their own masks, their own like their their armor and their weapons. They're all very unique, but it also just seems that, that they were all kind of like cobbled together from like I don't know their enemies or whatever. But it's all like they've been put together by themselves. So I wonder, yeah, like so is this mask something that was passed down, or is it something that they found and 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 are taking? like power from it or something you know like or the symbol of it or something like that could be really interesting but i finished like listening to light of a jedi on friday afternoon and i reread rise of kylo ren yesterday in preparation for this podcast mm-hmm. and bearing in mind charles soul wrote both of these okay remember how long high republic was delayed for so remember high republic was meant light of a jedi was meant to come out months ago yeah so these were possibly written very close to each other. Mm. So I don't think any of what I was kind of seeing was accidental. Yeah. I mean, this is Charles Soule. Come yes. on. He, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's not an accident. It's not a, just a coincidence. Like, it, there's, it's very possible that he was, I mean, it's, you're pretty sure, you can be pretty confident that he, that it is, there is meant to be a connection between this. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of it's set on Elfrona. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a big chunk of Light of a Jedi set on Elfrona yeah as well um so I'm gonna ask have you I've got to be really careful here <laughs> so the, in Light it. of a Jedi there's there's the, the Jedi called Porter the older Jedi who's a really good cook and he's they kind of say he's towards the end of his um cycle and there's is it Bell Zetifar is being trained and his master pushes him off a cliff have you mm-hmm. got to that bit yeah so somebody said to Charles Soule on Twitter saying, what is it about, about Elfrona that there's at least two Jedi that have been pushed off a cliff and <laughs> saved right at the last minute? Charles Soule replied, no, there's only one in light of a Jedi. So then whoever it was on Twitter said, well, what about Vo talking about Rise of Kylo Ren? <laughs> because it happens in this. Ben pushes one of the Jedi that comes off the, off the cliff and they say, and Charles Soule goes, Oh crap! I wrote that book as well, and he'd completely forgotten about the link between the two. <laughs> oh wow! So yeah, I mean, he if so, like, I mean, at least he could be retconned in a way to make that connection because maybe he was also just yeah. sort of like he's writing these two stories at the same time, and he's sort of like, oh, this is a great idea, <laughs> and he puts it on one exactly. book, and then he's like struggling with something else, and then he just arrives at the same like design for a mask or the same like you know like uh tradition thing or whatever and and he and it's the same but he doesn't even realize that he's writing the same thing for both sides yeah i'm, I'm sure at the time he was writing it as some sort of parallel and then you know completely forgot yeah 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 that's a, a, um, <laughs> that's really interesting but there's there's two more high republic references i want to talk about in rise of kylo ren so the space station that goes unnamed that loops around the planet mm-hmm. that ben meets snoke on Apparently, Charles Soule has confirmed that that space station will feature in Into the Dark. Oh, nice. Which isn't out yet. Yes. And also, Avar Chris shows up in a hologram very briefly. Oh, does she? When when Ben's on in the Jedi Temple in Luke's Academy. Yeah. The, the hologram pops up and she basically says, you know, I will, I will show you the way kind of thing. That's She's right. not named as Avar Chris, but it is confirmed as Avar Chris. Oh, now, I was going to save this fact and make this batshit crazy book of a week, but we've got something even better lined up for that. <laughs> but issue three, when that happens, because of the launch of a High Republic, it's Avar Chris's first time 
in a comic. That's pushed the value of that comic through the roof over the last couple of weeks. Oh, and I and I own it. The first printing, um, they're going for around around thirty quid, the standard non variant cover. Uh huh. But there's a certain variant I've seen that's upwards of three hundred pound on eBay at the moment because wow. it's the first appearance of Avar Chris in a comic. I'm pretty sure it's, I don't it's crazy have this variant cover, happen. but I need to now go check because I didn't know. <laughs> this first appearance comic books are always like so like they gain value so quickly. Um, like there was, I was just at the comic book shop uh, yesterday, and they were just telling me, yeah, I mean, some of these High Republic, um, well, the first uh, number one, right, that just came out on Wednesday, that they're already going for yeah. fifteen for the regular cover and at least thirty for the variant for one of the, really? one of the variants. And I mean, it hasn't even been out as of today. It hasn't even been out for a whole week. So wow. Um, and I never, I never buy single issue comics, but yeah. because of the event. Um, Kevin Scott's got, or he did have, in the Forbidden Planet shop over here, a signed Kevin Scott copy Ooh, for 10 quid. And I thought... That's amazing. I'll, I'll, I'll get that. So I've got that on the way. But if they're already selling <laughs> for more than that... Yeah. No, they are. I mean, they, yeah, the the guy, the comic book shop owner, he was also just telling me well, when I was there, right? He That he ordered five times the quantity like that he normally gets for Star Wars comic books. And they were all taken like immediately, so wow. they're just they're going like people are into this or at least they're curious. So definitely, it's really cool well, that no, they're no, seeing how it because, ties um, into stuff yeah, already. Yeah, Charles Soule published the you know the day after Light of a Jedi came out, it was at number six in all books on Amazon. You know, and I want this era to do well. I want yeah. because they've committed so hard to it. Oh well, yeah. And after reading, I've read everything up to this point. Um, and you know the hype is real. It's incredible. I, I was chatting in the Slack channels uh, last night or Friday night, I think. And um, honestly, after reading *Light of a Jedi*, *A Test of Courage*, *High Republic* number one, this event launch, this launch of a new era, was better than the *Mandalorian* finale. Wow! Then that's and it you really were pretty was. hyped for I, this I last was. season <laughs> of *Mandalorian*. I, I really was. <laughs> And All I, right. I was talking about this, and I, I even said to Eric, look, I took your review with a grain of salt, because, you know, Eric, you love everything. Yeah, he's a but positive guy. The the hype is absolutely real. Yeah. If if anyone's listening and isn't on board the High Republic train, get on it. And this is coming from a guy that has read a lot of Star Wars books and owns a lot of them. <laughs> so I think exactly. you, can, you can trust the source. So, back to Kylo Ren. Right. Um, we were talking about the rise of Kylo Ren comic series. So that series ends with Ben killing Ren, assuming leadership of the Knights of Ren. It also shows us Palpatine in his head mm-hmm. at various points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the comic ends with an unidentified voice. I think it's implied that it's Palpatine at this point. Yes. Asking Ben what his name is. And we don't see an answer. There's only a couple of other appearances I want to talk about, which is from the Age of Resistance uh, comic series. So Age of Resistance Supreme Leader Snoke seems to take up uh, shortly after the rise of Kylo Ren. Kylo's got his helmet by this point. He's being trained by Snoke, mm-hmm. who takes him to Dagobah during his training. Have you read this one, Jose? I have not. So spoiler alert, Go he takes it. him to the cave from Empire Strikes Back. Oh. Where he's visited by a vision of Luke Skywalker. And he kills him. Oh, you shit. Know, um, 
that's that's pretty obvious. He's you know the vision's in his head. He's yeah. he's killing his past. He wants to be all powerful. He's then visited by or sees a vision of Han and Leia. Okay. And Snoke's outside, kind of egging him on. You know, do what you need to do. And Ben ends up, or Kylo at this point, destroys the cave. The cave that has stood there for thousands of years. Yeah. That Snoke had hoped to take future apprentices to destroys the cave, <laughs> but you later you find out a couple of panels later that he didn't actually kill the visions of his parents. He was too busy doing one of his little temper tantrums and slicing mm-hmm. down trees. Um, and then Age of Resistance, Kylo Ren. It's a bit of a throwaway story, uh, but what does come across in that story is how desperate Kylo is to be seen to be more powerful than vader himself yeah there's a they visit a planet that darth vader had visited and he's determined to just show that he is stronger than his grandfather and in fact kills a zelo beast to do it oh wow okay yeah i haven't read that i haven't read that either and that pretty much takes us up to the force awakens yeah which you know so was as we know in force awakens he's still struggling to really be fully committed to the dark side, right? I mean, that is why he ends up, spoiler alert, killing his own father. Um, (laughs) Followed by The Last Jedi, where um, according to what I've read, uh, what Ryan Johnson, he kind of, he didn't want this sort of like shaky villain anymore. He wanted to, he wanted Kylo to to feel as a full-fleshed, um, bad guy in this movie so that's sort of like how you know we don't really see him talking about the light side very much or anything like that right so that was sort of the journey that he wanted to to have for um kylo ren in that movie same i still think the last jedi does the best job at showing the struggle within him mm-hmm. but it makes his at the end of the day he at the end of that movie he chooses the dark yes and it makes that choice so much more powerful yeah for me yeah, no, I, I think you have a, you make a really good point. He starts to discover this connection with, or he continues to, to discover that connection with Ray, right? So throughout the whole movie, and then at the end, he makes that decision that he has, like, yeah, I do want to stay in the dark side. Then he, that's when he takes over, um, yeah, and becomes the supreme leader. So it's, I mean, that's that was his journey there. Then in Rise of Skywalker, he is now supreme leader, and he. I mean, he continues to struggle with the light side, I guess. But that's, I I mean, although I don't think he's necessarily struggling throughout that movie that much, right? It's more about he just wants to remain connected to Rey because he just finds that there's something appealing about that. He doesn't know what it is, but there's something about that because even when he finds out about Palpatine slash Sidious being the puppet master of everything that's going on, his plan is to essentially kill him right he just wants it to be just him and ray <laughs> but he's on board with evil by yes. that point <laughs> yes um and then yeah then at the end we get his you know he does well he is killed kylo is killed he is reborn as yes. ben but he and... is he is drawn to the light in those moments right right but I, I, jose i have to ask you a question yes so a couple of episodes when we talked about this, you threw out that you think Kylo is a better villain than Vader. The question that I want to know uh-huh. is what exactly was Kylo Ren meant to finish that Vader started? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, yeah, because he, uh, 
his supposed drive in The Force Awakens, right? Um, because what he... Vader wasn't the the galaxy conqueror established for new Seth Empire. That was all Sidious. Oh, man. No, that's... So what, what was... Uh... Well, what would he think that Vader had started? I mean, Vader because became he's got Vader... Vader on a literal pedestal at this point. Yes. So Vader, or Anakin becomes Vader because he wants power over over death, right? He wants to save... So, I mean, if anything, what Vader started was a path to really know how to, like, prevent people from dying. And, and also hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. law and order. Oh, if, if that is what he meant, if that is what, what Vader had started... At the end of The Rise of Skywalker, Ben Solo prevents Rey from dying. Therefore, he did finish what Vader started. <laughs> For those who can't see, Jose is literally cheering himself right now. <laughs> I, I, yes. I think it's there. I don't I think that's it. what the movies gave us. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure that's so, what we were given. I think but... it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tenuous line between the trilogy, yep. <laughs> I think, you know, that's one of those that can be interpreted in so many ways. Because you obviously have... Um, you're more invested in the character of Kylo Ren than I am. You know, yeah. that's, no, that's no secret. Which is why I really wanted to find out what, what your take on that statement was. Because that's a really powerful statement it from is. The Force Awakens. That's That's his mission statement. Yeah. But it's also a bit vague, you know. Is it conquer the, the galaxy? Is it unlock these certain aspects of the dark side of the force? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think that Vader. I mean, what have we learned from Vader? Um, like we. But also, what what does like, he know of in, Vader? in the in, in the movies themselves? What was his trying? I mean, he was obviously like you know, Palpatine's guard dog or whatever. Like he's just following whatever yeah. his master tells him to do. Um, and, and then at one unfair. point he's like, I just want Luke to be with me and then he will kill, um, Palpatine. And then now there's the all two... Sith do. Exactly. And then you have, you still have your rule of two and then there are the new masters or whatever. But I mean, I don't, it, especially after the prequels, like it, Anakin slash Vader, like it, he never struck me as someone who necessarily needed like all the power in the world the same way or in the galaxy, the same way that Palpatine want it right like that was never his drive no so hmm <laughs> it's, a, it's 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 a it's a good it's a really good question um but then yeah so we let us know in the discord people I mean, what you think <laughs> yeah de- definitely in discord let us know what you think because this is interesting to think about um i mean well what are your thoughts on this and then we can get back to to uh to our outlining here See, see, for me, it's uh, obviously we're talking when we talk about Kylo Ren, we're essentially talking about someone who has been corrupted by Snoke. We're talking about someone who, when you read uh, The Rise of Kylo Ren, a lot of Ben's conflict is he's so powerful in the Force, but he's expected to be this great Jedi. He struggles with the weight of expectations, you know? Um. He even struggles with his name. He's named after Ben Kenobi. Mm. His his surname is Solo. Yeah. But both of those names are lies. That's not his dad's real surname. That wasn't Obi-Wan Kenobi's real name. So even his name oh, is a lie. That's right. 
So he really struggles, and that's where Stoke was able to take advantage of that. So for him to say, I'm going to finish what you started, you've got to ask, what does he even know about Vader? Yeah. Obviously, the the comic series where he goes off and joins Snoke is the same year as Bloodline. So how long has he known that Vader's his grandfather? Not very long by this point, by the time he goes to join Snoke. So has he had a conversation? Has Leia told him? Uh, has he just seen propaganda? Yeah. We we don't know what he knows of Vader. So it really is hard to to kind of, especially from a the film doesn't tell us, but that's where it becomes so hard to wonder what it is that he wants to finish. Yeah, and and I'm I'm also now curious because so at this point, so he's been he's been training with Luke for for at least a decade you know over a decade right 20 or 13 years at, at the very least i mean yeah. he obviously has has known luke for for his whole life well his whole life yeah um and i would assume like i mean is luke then really just not telling like the idea of of darth vader and palpatine and whatever the empire was doing i'm pretty sure is probably like general knowledge throughout the you know the galaxy and i mean if if uh luke is establishing this new school of jedi this new jedi academy like he has i mean shouldn't he be like telling people how like even the dark side falls like that even vader who is seen as like this great dark you know uh sith lord he even went back to the light at the end of his life. There has to be some, like, he should have, he would have mentioned that, I would assume. Now, there was a plot point in Legends, and I can't remember off the top of my head if this mm-hmm. has transferred over to canon, because, you know, a lot of the time, the same sort of plot points are continued. But the galaxy at large kind of assumed that Luke Skywalker kills Darth Vader and the Emperor. Yes. And it often served Luke well not to bother correcting people because then he has to explain that, no, actually, I turned Darth Vader back to the light and it was he that killed the Emperor. Whereas, you know, if you're being super badass Jedi Knight and it serves your image to think that, you know, you saved the galaxy by yourself and it wasn't Darth Vader that saved the galaxy, etc., etc. So I imagine that, again, the galaxy at large thinks that. Yeah. But you would think that Luke was quite straight with with Ben Solo while training him. No, you know, Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker, sorry, turned back to the light to save yeah. me. He killed the Emperor. Well, I so guess... So I'm sure he knew this. Yeah, well, but, I mean, if he were to reveal that Darth Vader was Anakin, or he turned back into Anakin at the end of Return of the Jedi, or, or the events of Return of the Jedi then he's essentially saying yes you're related to him so if yeah. if if um so yeah maybe that's just something that they all agreed that hey let's you know we're we'll tell him eventually let's not talk about that part there was there was vader and we don't know where he came from necessarily he's maybe too young to like deal with that idea and all that you need to know is that Vader is a bad guy he was a powerful sith lord and he was working with this other sith guy and they were defeated by your uncle, like Luke, and that's all you need to know because the light side always prevails. Something, something I, I do have lines. a, I do have one hot take before we move on to something else. Go for it. So, what was Anakin Skywalker's ultimate purpose? Think back to the prequels. What was he prophesized to do? Bring balance. 
bring balance to the force. Yes. Maybe that's what Kylo meant. He didn't know what he meant, but that's the journey that the force had put him on. Hmm. I mean, he... Um, at the very end of the trilogy, by getting rid of Palpatine, was balance restored at the end of Return of the Jedi or was balance restored at the end of The Rise of Skywalker? I know I'm ruffling feathers with this. Well, <laughs> I'm fully aware. I, I mean, to me, for balance to be achieved, I mean, just speaking outside of Star Wars, right? I mean, you need the good and the bad in order for true balance yeah. to happen. And I think that's obviously what, you know, the, the mistake to me in the prequels or like that that era for um not the movies themselves but the um with the jedi in that era is that there's way too many jedi <laughs> like and yeah. and they're not you know they're not realizing what harm they're causing and i do see i kind of see the force as this almost like a sentient being right like it's this force itself is another character within the movies and the and the force tries to balance itself out or that's how i've like come to kind of like interpret the whole idea yeah, it's, of it's, it it's the so, wills. Yeah. So then there's too much too much Jedi, not enough like dark side. So they either need to compensate that by giving more power to the dark side so that only two. I mean, that's essentially what Bane is like trying to do in Legends, right? Like if you yeah. like bring all the darkness into just two, <laughs> then that will be a lot more powerful than just having a whole bunch of uh, Sith Lords all over the galaxy. So you densify all the power. Um, so, but yeah, so then the, the force tries to balance itself out by turning Anakin into the dark side by the end of the prequels. We, we disagree here. I will let you continue, but we disagree. Well, I mean, he, all these Jedi are killed essentially, and just a few are left. You only end up with yo with two Jedi. I mean, in the movies that we know of at the end of the prequels you end up with just um yoda and obi-wan and well no because there's there's loads of other jedi well around but you don't know that if you're only looking at the main movies you don't know that you only know that there's that yoda survived and that obi-wan survived if then you go to the main movies i mean to the original trilogy then you also only know of two jedi that are around which would be yoda and still obi-wan and then you have two Sith Lords, uh, you know, Sidious and Vader. So there is quote unquote balance there because there's two and two. Okay, let me uh, let me put this to you. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you've. I'm guessing you haven't heard what I'm about to talk about because you it would have come up. So Freddie Prince Jr., who did the voice of Kanan yes. in Rebels, yes, right? he's. there was this rant he went on a couple of years ago Uh where people were kind of dissing the prequels and dissing Star Wars in general. And, you know, he kind of came at them. And he said from conversations that he'd had with Dave Filoni, who has had many conversations with George Lucas. Of course. George Lucas's intent is that Anakin Skywalker was the chosen one. He was there to bring light. He He was born of the Force to combat the rise of Sidious. Hmm. But Sidious knows this. Sidious is, you know, the best, the best Sith Lord that there's been in millennia. He's yeah. well aware of this, which is why when he finds out about Anakin, he does his best and succeeds to corrupt him. At which point the Force goes, well, shit, that didn't work. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, now there's double the amount of dark side. Now I need twins. Oh, okay. Okay. So all of it is the workings of 
the force to combat the dark. Yeah. So if you go off that alone, balance should be restored at the end of episode six. But then we have three more movies. So a question has to be asked. I don't, I'm not saying I know the answer. I'm just saying the question has to be asked. Well, I mean, then that's why it also makes sense for Palpatine to have survived that. Because balance was not restored. He was still around. Exactly. So there is still all this like massive dark side, you know, force <laughs> like yeah, um, in within some someone because he was still around. I mean, maybe he was still hopping from like clone body to clone body, but <laughs> until he got into that machine, maybe Ben Solo really did finish what his grandfather started. Yes. So it all works out. <laughs> um, well, and speaking of just. Y- users of the dark side um i do want to pivot a little bit but also kind of get us back in line with the main topic of the show um and i want to talk a little bit about the knights of ren because they are force sensitive um beings or people or whatever um i guess we don't know if they're human right they could be any race they're all covered up but they're force sensitive, but they're not really, they're not formally trained into being Sith nor Jedi ever, as far as we know. No, and I'm not, I'm not sure it's confirmed that they're all force sensitive. I, I, my understanding is that they are. And because Ren will kill, like, that was one of the requirements for you to be a Knight of Ren, is that you needed to be force sensitive or you will be killed. Okay, yeah. And then it on definitely top of shows that, him trying to recruit, yeah. Yes, and then on top of that, not only do you have to have to be force sensitive, like if you were if you didn't have any force sensitivity, then you would be killed automatically, even if you if, when you try to join. And if then you were force sensitive, then there was a sacrifice required for you to be part as well. Yes, which would yeah. mean that you would have to kill someone. Um, and that is that was shown in the Rise of Kylo Ren, right? With like there was uh, two siblings and the, the two brothers, yeah. Yes, and then one had to kill the other brother in order to join the ranks, um, which is then really interesting. Like the idea that they're all just force sensitive; they're never really formally trained. But then you have Kylo Ren coming in, who has been training as a Jedi, who has also like that connection to the dark side because of his lineage as well he comes in so i mean of course he can like be the new master of the knights of ren because he is a lot more adept in at using the dark side or the force in general yeah he's a very powerful force user when you think about the knights of ren or when we talk about the knights of ren i'm also just thinking like you know what are other connections like we don't yeah, there's we don't know much about them, and you kind of implied that maybe there will be a little bit more that we learn from them in the High Republic. From what I the research that I did, it sounds like they're more like a folklore, and like that that these Knights of Ren have been around, and you know for centuries, but we don't know anything about that. We just know of the modern incarnation of them, which is just a group of like knights that we see. Yeah, in what the we see in the in sort of a sequel trilogy books and comics that Kylo Ren does appear in is, you know, they're not they're not a big deal in the galaxy, the Knights no. of Ren. They are just kind of seen as Kylo Ren's henchmen. Yeah. You know, they, they've got a reputation for well, what does the guy say in um Rise of Skywalker? He just calls them ghouls. Yes. Yeah. And it was I mean, and I don't think even up to that point, like the first order wasn't even really that aware of them before Kylo became the Supreme Leader, right? 
Like, yeah, very possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it, I mean, we don't see them at all in in the Last Jedi, but in um, in the Force Awakens, like they, none, no one in the First Order refers to them. I mean, I, I we know that Snoke knew of them, but no one else really, because there's no other Force users within the First Order. Yeah. So they just kind of his his little club. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, but when we watched uh, the the Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian. Yeah. The the Imperials in that base, the design of those in that in that little sort of complex yes. that really reminded me of the Knights of Ren. Same here. And I can remember we had a discussion in Discord where I was I was saying about how that design looked like it was obviously influenced by the Knights of Ren because yeah. the prequels came first and it wouldn't be impossible to see a a line from one to the other, and I think I was the only cu- only person to really make that connection, which made me kind of think it was all in my head. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> didn't I didn't really know what I was talking about. Yeah, no, I was uh, when I was watching that, I, I thought the same thing because at the very least, it's the same color, so it's that same sort of oh, yeah, like it's black. It's it well, but it's it's not like black black. It's just it's kind of a it's a little it's got a, a hint of a, there's like a greenish like hue to it as well so the way and it's i mean it's 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 like a really dark gray that somehow when the light hits it it kind of becomes a little of that there's some green to that to that color it's not a it's not a cool gray black like it's not blue in at all it's not that brownish tone that sometimes you get from that from when you go really yeah. black it goes it goes a little bit on the green side to me so there's but that's why like it to me it was really striking as well to see it in mandalorian because i'm like that's the same color that or the same hue that they give to the armor in the Knights of Ren. Um, yeah, and I thought it was a definite design aesthetic similarity. Yeah. Whether whether it's just intentional from a visual standpoint or whether there is some connection to be made, that yeah. that remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, so so these are these are um, you know these um, sensitive force users that are obviously leaning towards the dark side. Are there? I can only within canon. I can only think of like the Inquisitorious, that are other types of like Force users, not necessarily Sith, not necessarily Jedi. Even though, I guess some of the Inquisitors were at some point Jedi that were corrupted as well. But, yeah, and I think the Inquisitors are definitely more more powerful. Yes, than the Knights of Ren. I mean, well, are there any mentions in either in canon or Legends of? Other type. I'm always really interested in like the non Jedi and non and non Sith. So when I, you know, so when the Dark Sisters came up in the Clone Wars, I was like, this is amazing. Like, because or with Maz, when Maz Kanata talked about her being able to connect to the Force but not being either, was also really interesting to me. So yeah, I mean, can you think of any other types of Force users? I mean, not so much in canon that I can think of. Um, I mean, in Legends, there's there's so many different types over the years, and yeah, you you know you've got you've got this gray Jedi that people talk about. Uh, oh yeah, the gray Jedi, yeah. People who can use the Force, but not so, don't pay attention to the light and the dark. Now, I'm not a big fan of the gray Jedi theory. Okay. I like my Jedi to be Jedi. Uh huh. Um, but when you follow that train of thought, when you talk about uh, the new Jedi Order and Jason Solo, who kind of finishes that series with a whole new understanding of the Force, which really makes sense the way it's written. And it's, 
kind of changes everything about how we've ever thought the force but it's also forgotten about in the next book entirely and goes a whole different way yeah but that's a story for another day um but to answer your question not off the top of my head <laughs> yeah no um so okay um well what about i mean i think well you just mentioned them so i think we might as well just get into it so jason solo who yes. is the in legends the one of the children one of the solo children um and as i don't know much about him i sort of know i haven't read any of the books with jason solo but obviously like he has there's some inspiration there has to be some sort of inspiration that was taken from him into ben solo and kylo ren like what can you what you know what lines are there that connect one to the other or what can you tell me about him okay i'm, I'm gonna have to take this one slow because yeah do it this one still this one still hurts me a bit i'm not gonna lie okay <laughs> so I, I just talked about jason solo at the end of um the unifying force the last book in the new jedi order series he's he's the hero and he's become the hero through essentially a completely new understanding of the force itself mm -hmm. and it's I'm in the middle of a, or I'm at the beginning of a new Jedi Order reread, so my knowledge is a bit spotty. It's been years and years since I've since I've read it. I can't wait to read some of these books that are ahead of me. Mm -hmm. um, but it was groundbreaking, you know. They, they finished that series with a complete blank canvas about what the future of a Star Wars universe could be, and then when they started publishing new books, essentially Jason Solo fell to the dark side of a force and became Darth Cadus and kind of became doomed to repeat history mm -hmm. as opposed to live up to the promise that was shown at the end of New Jedi Order, mm -hmm. which was disappointing to me. I'm not going to lie. It, yeah. it did kind of feel like the books could have done something completely revolutionary, but decided to stick to telling the same story over and over again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's still the still the eldest son of Leia and Han. Turns to the dark side, becomes Darth Kydus, uh Takes over the Galactic Alliance until the, they're forced to stop him. So yeah, there's definitely similarities between Legends and Canon mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, solo children turning to the dark side. I do. I mean, now I'm just thinking back earlier when you were saying like about the name of Kylo and how he was named after two fake names. And yeah. I feel like that has a lot of power, because I'm like, you know, why not? I mean, I know, so Disney, and you know, they're obviously trying to create the, with all these shows and, and, and movies, are, they're really trying to, to create their own story and, and, and disassociate it as much as possible from, from legends, but still take inspiration from those, um, from all that, because there's a lot of really good material in them. Um, well, that's something from Legends as well. The, um, the third solo child, Anakin Solo, oh. he's another one who really struggled with the birthright of his name. Really? Okay. And living up to his name. So again, there's definite parallels to be drawn there as well. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about why not call Ben Solo Jason or some, you know, since so many people seem to really like know of Jason and, and why, why not fully bring him in, at least in name. Um, the only thing that I could ever, ever think of was the son of, uh, in Rebels, Hera's 
and Kanan's son is Jason. And I think yes, it's spelled yeah. differently, but it's still like Jason. So I'm like, yeah, you know, let's not have two Canon Jasons. <laughs> yeah. So that was the only reason that I could like make him in my head to like have him not be Jason. But I, I do really like this idea of like, I mean, there's a lot to struggle with when you are named after like a fake name and a fake last name. Like there's, I mean, th- in terms of like what your real identity is and what you want out of your future. I mean, yeah. But also the, the pressure stuff. of, you know, your your Han Solo and Leia Organa's child. Luke friggin' Skywalker's your uncle. Oh my God. Straight yeah. away, you're on a pedestal. Yeah. So that pressure must be nuts. You know, yeah. your parents and your uncle saved the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's... And I think maybe also just making him a single child also works to that benefit, right? Because if he yeah, had absolutely. siblings, then it's sort of, it's a shared... Um, it's 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 a shared expectation that they can all maybe like talk to each other about. But when the sh- the fate of the universe is all on your shoulders, like I mean, Luke, as far as you know, canon wise so far, he doesn't have any kids. So obviously, it is, it all rests. The future of the galaxy is on Ben Solo. And when you when you're inherently that strong in the Force. Yeah, your teenage rebellious years—they're gonna have an impact. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna kick off. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, like I know that I, I've heard, I've seen on comments on on the, I mean, even on our on our own Discord, which tends to be fairly positive, but just people just saying, you know, like Ben had like he had everything. Like, why would he go to the dark side? <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of just this the psychology behind that like all that like you're you know all this pressure like all this stuff that's going on in him like it's it's not an easy way to live especially as a teenager as you're saying so so do you think there is a bit of a spoiled rich kid about the character i don't i wouldn't say spoiled because i doesn't it doesn't sound i mean from what i've read in the novels like it doesn't sound like he was necessarily spoiled but i think because because um, he is prone to a tantrum or two. He is. But <laughs> I think... I mean, I, I think he, he was someone who needed therapy <laughs> really early in his life. And he never got it because he had a lot of mental health issues and because there's just all these expectations from him. And then his... I mean, his parents were not really around to raise him a lot either. So he was kind of just left on his own to try to like sort his own feelings about all, you know, all these pressures on, you know, and no one was there to really properly guide him. So then they just send him off to a school with, with Luke. And then Luke is, I mean, that is a point that's made in, um, not only in last shot, but also in bloodline about how unprepared Han feels to be a parent. Yeah. Now imagine even as a toddler and you're that strong in the force, you're going to sense those emotions. So, mm-hmm. so even that at a very young age, he would have been able to feel that doubt coming right. from his own father. Right. Um, and also, Han is prone to, you know, just jumping up and going off on whatever adventure he feels he needs to do. And I think right. let's talk about in Bloodline that he hadn't been there as much as he would have wanted to be. Right. Or he couldn't be because. That there's a scene where uh, Leia's already packed Han's bag for him because yeah. she knows. Yeah, he, you know he's feeling terrible about leaving his wife and his his young child, yeah. but Leia already knows that it will eat him alive to stay. Yeah. So he has to go. Yeah, but so then this young ch- child who can feel other people's emotions because of like through the Force, like he doesn't 
he doesn't have maybe like the capacity yet to understand why his father has to go or what or where his father is going. He's just feeling that his father feels insecure being there around him. I mean, I'm sure there's probably even some PTSD from <laughs> from the actual like, you know, battling the and war. warring that happened. <laughs> so, you know, so this kid is maybe just, you know, maybe pulling all these emotions and then he's like, what the hell's going on? This my dad doesn't want to be around me. I mean, his dad is probably also afraid of him because he's like, yeah, you're, yeah, ab- you're Vader's absolutely. grandkid, man. <laughs> like, so his, his own father doesn't want to be around him. He doesn't know how to deal with him. His, his mom also has like some doubts about how she wants to go about her life. Is she supposed to be a Jedi? Is she, is she supposed to be, um, you know, a Senator or, or what and whatnot? So there's a lot of, I mean, probably chaos that he is feeling. And I wish we'd seen more of that, you know, but, yeah the the conflict is there yeah i just don't think it's really been explored enough it hasn't no i I, absolutely but i mean that is why i do find his character super interesting um just because there's because of that i mean i i think that you know vader like vader is vader and i think you know he's always going to be one of these like classic movie villains and story villains and i i mean you can't take that away from him but I think his path, maybe it's a little more, it's less tumultuous in a way, although yeah. it's it's a little more stra- straightforward. And I think it's it's very real, and I think it's very understandable. And his whole thing, you know, with Padme, and and he, also the expectations of being the one, sure, like there's a lot in there as well. But I think that to me, I I just like the sort of like mental health part of kylo and how he really is messed up and why he goes on tantrums that that's the the part that i find really appealing um or interesting as a character and why i just i am interested in him but one thing that i really appreciate about you mentioned earlier about um essentially he is reborn as ben solo Mm -hmm. is that he doesn't you know he doesn't have a lot of lines after that i think it's, it's well recorded but he says ouch (laughs) <laughs> that's his one line as yes. Ben Solo. Yes. But there is, and this is a testament to Adam Driver's performance, there's a certainty about him oh, after yeah. that point. Yeah. But isn't there throughout the entire sequel trilogy Yeah, until that point. There's a, yeah. there's a stillness to the way he's portrayed that just it just isn't there. He's, he's always conflicted. He's always full of emotion. He's always smashing things up because he yeah. didn't get his own way. Oh, yeah. But... When he is reborn as Ben Solo, it's he's very driven. It's very it's an incredible performance. Yeah, he's not given a great amount to do, but it is an incredible performance. With what he was given, he did amazing. I mean, I yeah. I, I say what you say about the sequel trilogy and whatever characters in there. Like I know some people like it, some don't. Whatever, but I mean, I don't think anyone can deny that Adam Driver killed it as like oh, Ben Solo and Kylo Ren. Like the work that he did with the mask on, like he just knew how to like move around and play with the light to portray as much emotion as he could behind a mask. And I think yeah. like, I mean, I could always feel that. So I think that he, he always did an amazing job with that. And and the mask itself, uh, obviously the mask is to emulate his, his grandfather yes. to, to strike fear into not only your opponents, but also, you know, your underlings as well. You've got the whole thing of Snoke telling him that he doesn't need the mask of him, a smashing of a mask and the mask coming back. Yeah. But it's still such a, a powerful tool. And I think it shows that 
he needed the mask. Yes. Yeah. And I think that was that's again that's a lot of the conflict of the character that. Yeah. He can't be Kylo Ren without hiding himself. Yeah. Well, and I've also um on behind the scenes stuff with like Adam Driver himself. I mean, he's he's a method actor and he would like once um once he was suited up um as Kylo Ren for the movies, he basically was Kylo Ren. And he actually has talked about how it took so long to get the whole costume put like to, to be dressed as Kylo Ren and it was so uncomfortable and he just like walking in it was he just didn't like it that he was pissed. He was just angry <laughs> that he had all that and, and he would bring that into the actual performance. Like he would use how pissed off he was from the process of putting this uncomfortable suit on that he would then and then that's what he would use to fuel his performance. A very Sith thing to that's do. That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean he's, the Sith do like, you know, he's harnessing the pain. Right? pain. Exactly. Yeah. I mean he did it in Force <laughs> Awakens when he's like hitting his own wound to try to like yeah. like you know when he's fighting Finn and Ray. Like he I mean he's obviously somewhat inca- incapacitated, so he's trying to to stay okay by feeling more pain. So Adam Driver was a real life Sith. <laughs> you sir um, <laughs> going back to that moment of him smashing his wing I, I love that that's such a yeah such a for want of a better word that's such a dark side thing to do yeah this, you know I need to be stronger in this moment I'm gonna hurt myself to do yeah. it and it was but it's so subtle too like I don't think if you don't you if you don't notice it like you're like why are you hitting yourself like what like yeah it, it could almost be a battle cry Exactly. Like it looked a little like a gorilla type of like, you know, like pounding your own chest, like look at me. But, you know, when they do show the little bit of blood on the on the on the snow that is coming out of his own wound. I mean, not only does it help explain why him, a trained, um, you know, force user can have a little bit of difficulty against these two because he is wounded. However, like he is also then trying to gather force like energy, dark force energy to be able to like to be able to fight so it's just like it's a it's a really great um scene i um i don't i mean we've definitely been talking a lot about uh, this kylo and and some of this stuff i know we had notes but we've kind of just gone on all these <laughs> tangents but that i'm very much enjoying um i do have a few notes that i thought were interesting that maybe i can ask you or or what do you want to yeah, let's, move let's on go to something else? yeah well um one thing that um i thought was interesting um, when doing a little bit of research on Kylo, was that on so George Lucas apparently in his like early versions of the film's story of what happens after you know post Return of the Jedi, Han Solo and Leia did have a son that was struggling, you know the way you know with the the, the light side and the dark side, um, but his what he had as an idea for a name was Skyler. And Skyler I've was. I've not heard co- this. Yeah, and he was corrupted to the dark side by Darth Talon, possibly. I've heard this because Man. she's from a Legends, uh, not Legends, a Legacy comic series, which is like 120 years after uh, Return of a Jedi. Uh, she's a she's a Twi'lek. Ooh, dark oh, that's the Jedi. Is that the red Twi'lek? Yeah, I'm not yes. sure if she's a Sith or she's just a dark Jedi. But George Lucas had seen her and basically went, she looks cool. I'll use her. 
That would be that would have been cool too, though. I mean, I'd I'd like to see a, a dark twill. Like I I do like the twillics a lot. So <laughs> if we had had we did we get any twillics? But that's typical George Lucas because um he did the same in episode two. He's he what? did the same with Ayla Secura. He'd seen her from the comics and went, "She looks cool. I'm gonna that's use right. her." Twillics just and, look cool, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, so that was a thing that I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." But yeah, I mean, do you know? Is there much about Darth Talon that that uh? That you know of them from the comic books, or I mean, just just from a the the legacy uh, comic, she's never sort of turned up anywhere else. Mm-hmm. She's just part of that that whole series. Uh, obviously, when we talk about the legacy comics, we can start talking about Darth Crate and his history throughout Legends, but that's a whole different show right there. <laughs> um, but the, the legacy comics are brilliant, and everyone should go check them out. They're incredible. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll definitely have to check them those out. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that that was a, the one thing that I just wanted to to ask you about, just because like I thought it was interesting, um, and obviously it's a combination of just like a little bit of, of new with him being Skyler, but then trying to bring one of these uh, established uh, characters from comic books or other sources and trying to bring them into canon. I mean, we've also kind of been discussed. I wanted to do a Vader versus Kylo segment, but we've also <laughs> kind of been going back and forth in that. I mean, it, <laughs> I. I don't know if there's much to, else to discuss there. I I will say that we we say at the top of the show that these these shows are largely unscripted. Yeah. And a lot of the things we've discussed, a lot of the things I've brought up are literally things that have occurred to me as we're talking. Yeah. No, and I here. already have a much better appreciation for Kylo Ren. Yeah. As a, not only as a character, but as a villain. Yeah. Than I did when we started. So well, that's I good. think that's job well done right there. Yeah. And, you know, and I think I also have a little bit more respect for Vader because <laughs> it also just made me remember a lot of really awesome stuff that's explored um, in the in the Vader comic runs. I mean, those are excellent comic books. So if you haven't read those, definitely pick those up. Um, but I, I mean, since the it's the two starting with the 2015 uh, Vader down and, and the Dr. Afro comics, like all those to me were so good. And yeah. it made me appreciate Vader a lot more because the one thing that I, I mean, and I talked to you about it um, before starting the show, why Vader to me was always a little bit like, eh, it's just because just based on the movies themselves, he is, he is intimidating for sure. He's just this dark, tall figure, but he is not the fastest. He, I mean, he's very calculating, but as long as you kind of like stayed in line, then you probably have a good chance of like surviving. <laughs> like, yeah, we we spoke about how, but you know, in a new hope, Vader's not particularly fleshed out, right? Right. Um, but I think with Vader, we when you see the whole story, the whole six exactly. movies, then you know there there is a lot, and you know we're not going to be able to do anything else with Ben Solo because he died. Yeah. Um. But I would love to see more books and comics that really explore that that journey. Yeah, I mean from from sort of you know Ben Solo to Kylo Ren. What's interesting though about the rise of Kylo Ren is that it is basically then like all set very much in the middle of like you know him being ten and then him in the in um. In the middle of his when he starts his own training, and then him in the Force Awakens, right? Because if yeah, he, it and was... it's only four issues. It's a very yeah, it's a very short 
comic series. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot more that we could see going into that now. Yeah. We don't know. There's there's nothing on the card, so we don't know how keen you know uh, Disney is to touch the sequel trilogy at the moment. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no books. There's no comics announced or anything. So maybe they're just going to leave that sit for a while. But I'd I love so. a big 400-page Claudia Gray book set. That would be. I mean, know, that'd be amazing. Five years before Force Awakens. That would be all about. Snoke and Kylo Ren. That's what just I like see. really fle- like fleshing that comic book out, right? Like yeah. maybe just start when he is, yeah, just a little bit before that, and maybe getting to some of those flashbacks of when he, you know, like because he is, well, Leia knows of Snoke too, like yes. So yeah. Snoke is a known being. Well, there's somehow. a there's a comment in the Rise of Kylo Ren where when Kylo first meets Snoke on that space station, he says, "Oh." Look at what Luke Skywalker did to you. Yeah. So he's implying that the scars are Luke's fault. So Luke and Snoke yeah. have faced off before. Mm. So yeah. So like maybe we should have that somewhere, and then we can kind of like take it from there, and then take those like five years before, up until five years before Force Awakens. Because once he is like you know decides to be Kylo Ren, then I think we can kind of assume, you know, we yeah. can interpolate between that and Force Awakens. But that whole journey is. I mean, that's. I mean, it could be a YA novel too, because he is he's a teenage kid, and like it could be interesting to see that from that perspective. There's definitely a market for it, you know. Yeah, we we oh, want man. that story. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Um, I think let's uh, let's just move on to our next segment, Trev. Um, okay. Here's your chance to test Trev. Um, so, you know, I've been trying to get our listeners to send us questions over Discord and whatnot and, you know, just having them trying to stump you, right? So, yes. um, I did receive one. <laughs> you guys that are listening, Trev has no idea what this is. I have, literally have no idea. I've, I've got a file in front of me that says, play this. <laughs> yes. So, we did receive this one question. And we will play it for you guys, and then you will hear uh, Trev's reaction to it. <laughs> so go ahead and play it. What's up, Trevor? What's up, Jose? And what's up, Star Wars Archives listeners? This is Jared from Legends Look Back here to settle the debate once and for Hello, all. Jared. Who is the better Legends fan, Oof. me or Trevor? Oof. Trevor, I can't wait for our Legends off that we're going to have here in a few weeks. Thanks for having me on the show and everything. But in the meantime... Let's get ready for this thing. I've got one Legends trivia question for you in association with this week's episode, and it's this. All right, out of the first students that Luke ever has at his Jedi Academy on Yavin 4 in Legends, and there's about, you know, 12 to 15 possible correct answers here. From the top of your head, name five. Come on, Trevor. If you're a real Legends fan, you can do this, right? All right, guys, may the Force be with you, and good luck. (laughs) <laughs> oh wait 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 i'm i misheard is he talking legends he's talking about it's jared is five from the original mm-hmm. okay so so we've got corin it's horn. a legends off that he's, he's challenging got... you to a legend stuff in a few weeks yeah. so okay so we've got corin horn we've got dorsk 81 we've got stream we've got gantoris we have uh oh kipped on obviously we have Tion. 
technically Cam Solisar, but I don't think he's actually mentioned in the book, but he's there. Same out, Corin Horn wasn't mentioned in the book either, but he's definitely there. I don't think Mara Jade classes as the first class. I think she refused to do it. Have I got five? I reckon I've got five. You got yeah. more than five. There we go. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to go with that. I'm hoping I'm right. I'm sure Jared will let me know soon enough, but I'm hoping I'm right. Yeah, Jared, let us know at, if he did okay in the Discord. Um, but yeah, so it sounds I'm like... i uh, Wikipedia after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. So we have been talking about possibly at some point getting you guys together in a show. And it sounds like he's game, man. He's now trying to quiz you randomly and yeah let's let's do the other episodes so you better start um studying trev and get ready for maybe if we only give him one day's notice one day's notice (laughs) (laughs) we're recording tomorrow give him an hour's notice (laughs) oh but thanks for that jared that really put me on my on my toes (laughs) i wish you guys could have seen trev's face he's like what the hell is happening um all right well uh yeah so let's just move oh, on my heart's still racing are you doing okay yeah i'm okay i'm okay all right no you did good you did good well i think you did good i don't know the 13 or whatever <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't verify the answer but it, it you sounded like you knew what you were talking about um let's move on to something that you do know and you were prepared for it's the batshit crazy book of the week okay so, what are we talking about this episode? We're talking about Kylo Ren. It's a it's a nice catchy name. It is a very catchy know, name. It sounds good. It's got sinister written all over it. I like it. But there is a character <laughs> called Kaibo Ren. Oh my god. Kaibo. Now, Kaibo well, Ren sound is as from sinister as Kylo at least. No, it's it's nowhere near as, as sinister. So but he's actually Kaibo? from the droids animated show from from 1986 uh-huh and he's a fat space pirate <laughs> uh he turns up in an episode called the pirates of tarnuga which had a a hardback kids book adaptation and um i think this is one of those things that just kind of goes under the radar but the coincidences i mean kaibo ren kylo ren Come on, you know J.J. Abrams had this book as a kid. There's no other explanation. I mean, he, I, we know that he likes playing with the names. I mean, I, I like, um, I know that some of the characters in in Force Awakens were like one of them was a was a Beastie Boys reference. So there's just like yeah. s- stuff like that. So it's probably yeah, he probably did have it as a kid, and then he decided to like, yeah, you know, why not Kylo Ren. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that that random connection qualifies Pirates of Tarnuga for batshit crazy book of a week. <laughs> <laughs> now, is there a way that this Kaibo Ren was a Knight of Ren? Possibly. No, he's a fat, <laughs> he's a fat space pirate with a slightly, possibly racist mustache. Oh my it's, god! It it was the eighties. It was a kids' TV show. Oh god! All right. Well. Thank you for introducing Kaibo Ren to the masses here. Um, <laughs> I will. I I had heard of Kaibo. I don't. I think I had seen a picture of him because I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I don't know anything about him. Um, I I'll have to check him out. Um, if you you'll have to tell me, you know, 
or if you have the book or whatever, you'll have to let me borrow this. Maybe um, I'll um put a because all the episodes are on YouTube. Maybe I'll oh, put then, a yeah. episode to the link to the actual episode in our in our Twitter thread afterwards. Yeah, let's put that on Discord, uh, on Discord for people yeah. to uh, to watch it because I think it's worth watching and having a laugh at the very least. All right, well, I think that pretty much covers it. Is there anything else you want to talk about, Trev? No, that one's uh, that one's been really fun. We've yeah, we took some real tangents there. Yeah, we did, but that was good. I mean, talk some High Republic, talk some uh, you know just Vader, Kylo, everything. I mean, we I honestly barely looked at our notes through this. <laughs> so existential questions on the Force itself. <laughs> That's right, but this is good. This is good. All right. Well, um, you know, so before we are completely done, let's just do a little bit of housekeeping um, and just remind our listeners that, you know, we do want your feedback, suggestions and questions, just like Jared did today. You can definitely send us um, another voice message that we can play in the episode. Jared, if you have more questions to ask, send them in. I can feed you more information about what the next episodes are. But I mean, Trevor's going to tell us anyways at the you know after i'm done here <laughs> um i totally need to do a live phone into legends look back now yes you do yes you do um so yeah uh send us any questions over discord trev what are our next um episodes uh gonna be about so our next episode is gonna be the various timelines of the clone wars which believes me gets a lot more convoluted than you can possibly imagine <laughs> that one's I... gonna be nuts that's amazing i'm i'm really looking forward to that um and then we're doing a special valentine's episode after that all about uh luke's various girlfriends throughout the years yeah trev assures me that there are so many that a whole episode can be filled just talking about luke's girlfriends um i have no idea i only know of, of mary jade and and what you know there was that other earlier episode of star wars archives where you mentioned that he had a computer girlfriend so (laughs) um that's all i know i did want to name this episode ships and ships because i thought it was catchy but i also don't know how we can talk about spaceships and relationships in one episode or not but (laughs) but if anyone's got any ideas (laughs) yes if you guys have any ideas about what ships and ships is about maybe it becomes its own podcast it's a good name um we'll have to use it somehow so if you have a good reason or a good use for it let me know and i'll let you know if i allow it um other than but that, also we'll keep have... hitting us up with your ideas for future topics as well if there's anything you really want to hear us ramble on about then yeah let us know in the discord and we'll see what we can do yeah i mean we might go off on a completely different tangent but we might at least start <laughs> with your topic um yeah we do try to get back to the topic as we did try on this episode i think but yeah <laughs> anyways um i think i think that's it right uh that's yeah i think we're pretty tied up so that's it for today's episode we will be providing links and pictures to all the books that trev mentioned in the star wars archives channel and Utina's discord If for whatever reason you haven't joined the Discord yet and you are just a Patreon that is getting our episodes through the feed, definitely go and join the Discord so you can see all these links and be part of the conversation. Go to utini.com slash Discord and click the Join Now button that is right on that page. And uh, you will also want to do that because that's where you can send us, as we just said, any questions or ideas for future episodes. 
also want to do a plug for the merch, the Utini merch, because we did talk about the High Republic on today's episode, you and I, Trev. And there is a new High Republic t-shirt that just came out. So go check that out. Go to utini.com slash merch and get your Utini merch. Um, final plug on my end would be to follow me on Twitter, if you want. That is at the Joxie. That is T-H-E-J-O-X-I-I-I. Or follow my Instagram at the Jose Jimenez. Trev, what are you going to plug? Where can people find you? I'm at Davey Todd on Twitter, or you'll just find me hanging out in our Discord. I'll also be in the Discord, you know, from time to time. So, but yeah, definitely hang out in our channel. Let us know what you thought about today's episode. Let us know what you want in future episodes. And I think that covers it. So, radio out. <laughs>